I am thrilled to announce that An Actor Despairs is partnering with a wonderful CBD company called Kind Farms. Everyone out there has heard of CBD. I started taking it a few years ago when I first started getting sober and to help with my anxiety. Sadly, as one can do, I was overtraining in the gym, and a friend recommended a topical and a tincture to help with the pain. I tried it. It was okay. However, recently, I was introduced to a product that has really changed my life. Not only has it helped me with anxiety, but I am stronger than I have ever been. I'm able to carry out lifts my body used to prevent me from doing. Kind Farm products have single-handedly changed my life athletically and personally. They utilize 100% local licensed farmers, organic cultivation, and CO2 extraction for superior CBD. Kind Farms is turning CBD to a kind alternative to pharmaceuticals. Let's transform tobacco row into hemp row. If you want to get involved, please reach out. Together, we can make a difference. You can use my code RYAN10 for 10% off. You can find them on Instagram at KindFarmsInc, all one word. That's K-I-N-D-P-H-A-R-M-S-I-N-C. And their website is KindFarmsInc.com. Once again, my code for 10% off is RYAN10. And now, let's get started with today's show. Welcome to An Actor Despairs. I'm your host, Ryan Perez. Ladies and gentlemen, today on An Actor Despairs, we have an incredible episode with actor Robbie Tan. I was introduced to Robbie Tan through a class called Self-Tape Champs with a manager, Bernard Bunyan, who did this podcast. Robbie is an incredible actor who has an insane resume. You've seen him on Limitless, Preacher, The Deuce, just to name a few. However, he's been crushing it on Mayor of Easttown as Billy. Last night was the season finale, and it was incredible. And he gave such a wonderful performance, and we did this yesterday. We had so many laughs, and it's so funny, and I got so much love for Robbie. If you guys are ever interested in taking that class, please feel free to message me, and I'll reference you to Bernard or Robbie. Robbie, I got a lot of love for you, brother. Here's to the future. All right, here it is, guys. Robbie Tan, welcome to An Actor Despairs. How are you doing, brother? Ryan, it's good to see you, man. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm, good to I'm, see you. I'm, I'm glad to be here, man. I love the podcast. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, thanks, man. They should have called the yeah. show Billy of Easttown. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I got I to gotta talk to somebody about that. Yeah, man. yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll get on. Depending that, upon yeah. what happens, you know, maybe maybe yeah. season two. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll Spin off. We'll yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude, man, you, you, you're, you're crushing the game, dude. You know, I mean, you... Shades of Blue, The Deuce, I'm Limitless. I mean, dude, your roster of, of credits is fantastic. And, Thank and you, man. Especially, you know, man, you've been in some shows that, you know, I, I, we've talked, I've spoken with a lot of actors that have had success and procedurals in the show and, and bring in truth to that dialogue. You know, you, we'll dig into it, but you, you teach a class and uh, I think you do, I think you give a procedural at one point, but uh, it's just yeah. such different dialogue. And I have so much respect for, actors that can uh you know I, like jeremy system was on the show and he's on fbi and you know he's talking you know he's been working forever and it's just you, you're 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 great at that man and you're, you're a real you, character actor bro so i'm i'm it's it, i got a chance to take a class with you and get to know you a little bit but i'm excited to get to know you better thank you man i appreciate that that means a lot yeah those procedural stuff like yeah i i mean i definitely struggled with those for so for so long so it means a lot for you to like to say that because like yeah. something I, I feel like I've kind of put my mind to like and so yeah that means a lot man really oh that's amazing man but dude before we dig in let's start at the beginning you grew, you grew up in Texas I did yeah I grew up in Dallas yeah I was I was born in Houston and uh lived in Austin for a period of time and then uh well I was adopted and so the family that I you know was adopted by was in Dallas so that's when I made the move from Austin to Dallas and then I was in Dallas till about the time I was like 18 or 19 and I've been in New York ever since but yeah I grew up in Dallas that's amazing and then how was that experience because it's a pretty conservative place to be you know was that weird dude Dude, I I have to tell you, man, like I, my friends back home, I, I missed the core group of friends I grew up with. Like around the time that I was like in the seventh, eighth, ninth grade, like those are like my people. But, 
you know, like living in Texas was like a fight for your life, like in terms yeah. of like your your ideals and like things you believe in. And like that was, you know, during like the, the Bush, you know, years. Yeah. And, you know, it was it was definitely a place I was like, I have a lot of love for the people who I grew up with. But I had no desire to to go back. Like I had no desire to be there anymore, you know. So um, I have fond memories of growing up, but it was definitely I grew out of being in Dallas. By the time I was like eighteen or nineteen years old, I was like, I think I think I've had enough of, of and, this. And and you and you said you were you were adopted, right? I was. Yeah, yeah I was. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Talk to me, Amina, if you don't mind. Like you know, having these parents adopt you. What was that experience like? You know, because like. Like, it, it usually goes one or two ways. It's great or it's not great, you know? Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I feel like, well, yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like uh, to sort of summarize it, I, I definitely, growing up in Texas, like being adopted to kind of put it in that frame, like uh, uh, framework, uh, I definitely struggled. Like in, I was not like a, 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 a good student and I definitely got in a lot of trouble. And like Texas, I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's definitely a place where you can, get into some trouble like when yeah. you're like a like a young person <laughs> like wow. you know we got you know so i i i i it was definitely for me something i wasn't necessarily self like conscious or sorry was wasn't necessarily conscious of like being adopted growing up something i sort of became more like oh this is this is like a kind of a big piece of myself that's missing and i didn't really think that much about it uh until i was like maybe in my early 30s but growing up there like now that I look back, I can definitely see that I was like a kid who was ha- having issues rooted in not knowing who I was, like not knowing where I grew, like came from, like being around people, like people who, you know, were not, were nothing like me. You know, I had, I, my great parents, you know, um, but they, oh, so, so they were, they were good to you. That's great. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. 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 And, it, it, and, and, uh, for sure. But, uh, yeah, man, it was, it was, it was not necessarily like, uh, uh, an easy, uh, up childhood and I didn't make it easy on my parents. Let's put it that way. (laughs) Yeah. I understand, man. I I had my own fucking demons as a child, a lot of cop calls, but, uh, that's, (laughs) that's, I I had some too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. (laughs) That's awesome. We'll have to exchange, you know, when we won't get canceled, but, uh, yeah, right. (laughs) That's awesome, man. So tell me, you know, um, like when, you know, having parents, like, were they, were they artists? Like, how did this whole thing start its way for you? Well, my, my dad is a, a, a jazz musician. And uh, so he was like, you know, he was very artistically driven and like always like really loved that I was, you know, interested in the arts. Uh, but my mom said that they actually got divorced when I was seven. So it was kind of like a tale of two, two lives for me. Like my mom, uh, my mom was like very much like you, you like not into it when I was growing up. My, her yeah. side of the family was like, you should not focus on that at all. You know, didn't really see necessarily the, because they cared about me having, you know, making money and having a career. And, you know, I, they wanted me to be a good student and I wasn't. And so they were like, you know, not necessarily supportive at the beginning while my dad was always like we have to make sure like this he like you know has support to do these kinds of things so i had kind of a very two two very different um opposing uh parental ideas of what i should be doing or if i should be an artist or not or if i should you know pursue the arts at all um yeah, but I actually wasn't really interested in the arts till I was like in high school either. So like I was mainly an, an athlete till like, you know, I was probably maybe 16, 17 years old. And what what sport? Uh I played everything. My main sport was base my main sport was baseball. Ah. And I was a pretty good basketball player and I loved football the most though. That was that was probably my favorite, my nice, favorite man. sport. Yeah. That's awesome. But I was dude. too small. Too small. <laughs> I get it, man. Um yeah. uh, how tall are you? I'm five seven. Oh, okay. I'm I'm five ten. So I didn't know hey. you, dude. It's hey. funny. You look so tall in Maravistown. Do <laughs> you? Do, that, that stairwell shot where you run out. I was like, oh my god, he's like six feet. 
No, dude, I am a short, I'm a short man. Yeah. Oh, dude, no, size doesn't matter, bro. It's all fucking how you carry yourself. So that's I awesome. appreciate that. Um, so then, you know, talk to me when, when, you know, you were growing up and did you do the 50, 50, cause my parents were divorced too. Did you half mom, half dad? Yeah, dude, that's exactly what I did. I did the 50, 50. I switched houses every week, which was its own unique thing, man. Did the I had same thing, different... dude. I know. You well. did? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. that's crazy yeah yeah it's it's uh it's a lot to switch week to week like just as soon as you get settled i'm sure you know this like just as soon as you get settled it's like everything just like gets upturned and different rules for different houses you know i don't know if it was similar for you was it i mean you i mean i definitely like i knew which one i could get away with things in and the <laughs> other i couldn't yeah. you know yeah 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 but that's absolutely. awesome so what you know i mean Obviously, I know Austin's got an incredible cultural hub and like Dallas, you know, they got a house of blues and, you know, some comedy. But like, where did the artist thing who I mean, you're, obviously, your father was a jazz musician, but where who was curating your, you know, like, what, were you going to the record stores and getting Nirvana? Like, were you going to the movies? What what was your experience yeah. for for igniting this? Well, I I always at first was a, a a singer first and foremost. So like, oh, wow. that's actually, yeah, that's actually how I got into all this. And I started singing, like taking it kind of seriously in about the seventh grade. And, and I always had a real passion for it. And then I got, I got, as I was saying, I got in a lot of trouble growing up and like, basically uh, long story short, I ended up figuring out that like, I wanted to go to the arts magnet high school in Dallas and like so, a LaGuardia equivalent of, of Dallas. Exa- yeah, exactly. Exactly. So like, uh, essentially I think that I, I kind of got isolated from my, my friends in junior high school and in seventh, eighth and ninth grade. And I got to this point where it's like, I, I think I just need to kind of follow this singing thing. So I just auditioned for the school and um, it, I was just very fortunate. Like I auditioned for it during a sophomore year when they, you know, uh, there were only like a few spots open because, uh, you know, some other kids had like left the school and I auditioned and, and, and I got in, it was just kind of on a, on a whim. Like I, I had it that I wanted to be an artist, but it wasn't like a fully formed thing at that point. But then being at that school, it was very much like that fame thing. Uh, it was just such a, it was such a diverse group of people in terms of like economic and socio, uh, uh, socioeconomical and, and racially and like creatively, it was like surrounded by visual artists and dancers and actors that that was like the moment where I was like this, I I felt like I found my place. I was like, I didn't know that that's where I belonged, but it's like, I had kind of somehow gotten myself in the right place. And then it was a big flip. Like I stopped getting in trouble. Like I stopped like kind of, yeah, it was. And so I, that, that for me was like getting into that school was kind of the big shift in my life in that, in that way. You found your, your purpose and, and, and a reason to, to focus, you know, that's what we all need, man. That's awesome. Exactly. What, when you got there, were you already interested in acting or did that begin to happen there? That happened there. Like I, I was not interested in acting at all when I got there. And then I started to do some of the musicals uh, and that like I did into the woods. And then we did this weird musical called the boyfriend. And through those two experiences, I just got the bug and I just, I was just hooked after that. And it just felt like singing was something I loved to do. Um, but acting was kind of like this perfect uh, amalgamation of, you know, uh, examining human behavior and like yeah. philosophy and, uh, you know, just all the stuff that you could kind of think about and talk about and explore in, in, in acting like that really came together in through that through being at that school for sure, like yeah. being exposed to it in that way. That's amazing. I, I don't know how old you are. I'm 31. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know if, why you were there was um you know like Tarantino link later and with Rodriguez were they doing the thing there because like Austin had kind of that moment of of being a film hub like were you ever you know pursuing auditions there you know Wes Anderson obviously as well and no man I I I didn't really 
I, I didn't really get in even to like TV and film kind of stuff till even I was like out of like college. I, oh, I, wow. I honestly didn't even, I, for a long time I was like, my stepdad would make fun of me about this, but like, I like complete, I like, was like, I'm a serious actor. I just want to do theater, you know? And, yeah. and he was like, you should, you should, you should maybe stop being like, so, you know, um, stuffy about this theater thing and like think about doing some like TV and film. So no, that kind of stuff wasn't really on my radar when I was Honestly, growing you up. Even in, in, Cause like so many, you know, obviously the LaGuardia is different, but so many of those kids are trying to get agents. I didn't know if you were trying to get like a Texas rep while in high school. No, man, I, I was, I was not at that point. I was just, I was so new to it too. And I have to be honest, I was not very good when I started out. It was like, I, that wasn't even in my mind because I was so, it's taken me a long time to learn how to, how to do it, frankly. And at that point I really was just, it was just, I loved to do it. I wouldn't have necessarily even felt confident enough to go out and even try to start pursuing it in that way. Wow. And, and, and so while you were at high school, did you start to realize like, wow, the, the, this is the thing, like, this is what I'm interested in theater at first, you know, was that, was that kind of that, you know, that, that inner voice where you're like, this is my calling. Did that happen or did that not happen until college? That really happened. I think, um, somewhere probably between high school and, and college. Yeah. I mean, I, I knew, I just knew that I I'd fallen in love, love with it. Um, but I didn't necessarily know at that point that it was like gonna be, my life you know what yeah. i mean yeah totally where what were were you like did, you know with your parents one being kind of more rational and the other being arch driven like did you have to find a middle ground college or did you do the like i went to nyu tish like what did you do what was, did you want to go to an acting school or did you just want to do something where you could have a backup and do a little theater yeah, man. Like I, I think that, well, originally uh, my plan was to go to school for me, for musical theater. That was oh, like so my, you that still, was, wow. So even yeah. after high school that you, so New York and yeah. like Broadway was the goal. Yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So like when, when, when I, I had an interest in acting, like being an actor singer, but still with a musical theater focus. And I, I, I just, I auditioned for, one school i auditioned for ccm which was like the best school in in the country for musical theater didn't get into the musical theater program and got into the drama department and i was like so devastated <laughs> at the time yeah. that i and it just was uh you know it just hurt so bad i just didn't i didn't go i didn't go wow. to ccm and, um, you know, and then I, what ended up happening is I ended up, uh, doing a, uh, our high school was unique in the sense that it had a showcase for colleges, similar to like how colleges have showcase for agents. Yeah. And the school that I ended up going to, uh, out in Long Island, uh, which was called CW Post at the time was a school that several of the acting students at my high school were going to, and a few of them that I really respected and liked, but it was kind of a, it was kind of a, I don't know. It was kind of a, it wasn't a very well thought out decision. <laughs> like I didn't, yeah. I, I didn't take my college like choices and application shit. Like, again, I, I was still, I knew I loved it, but I wasn't, I didn't have clarity on necessarily what I wanted to do. So I just kind of ended up there by, by, by chance. Cause they saw me at the school and they offered me to come there. And I was like, why the hell not? Why yeah. not? <laughs> and where on Long Island is that? Uh, it's in Brookville, New York. It's like um, it's like uh, probably about like forty five minutes outside of the city. Cool. So you you moved to Long Island, obviously not New York first, right? Exactly. Exactly. And, and how was your college experience? It was great, man. I I think that I was fortunate in the sense that um, if I had gone to like a bigger school, I think I wouldn't have had the opportunity to like stretch my legs and like. Like I said, I was new. I was completely new to acting when I was like 19, 20 years old. So I got to do a lot of stuff that I don't think I would have ever gotten to do if I'd gotten gone to a, you know, a bigger program or some, a more, you know, well-known program. We did a lot of really interesting plays. We brought in, they brought in a lot of directors, like young directors uh, and playwrights who went on to do like a bunch of stuff. You know, they, they, they came in when I was like, you know, a uh, junior, senior, they brought them in for this, these play festivals. So I got to work with like a bunch of 
really cool people before they were anybody. So and, in and, some ways it's a better program than NYU. Fuck, I went to the wrong school, dude. <laughs> no, you did, no, 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 no. Yeah. NYU, hey, you're NYU. working. I got a podcast, motherfucker. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, man. I, I do I do I do feel like man, I, I part of me wishes like uh I mean I love the school I went to, but I, I I would love to have something like NYU on my resume or like one of those schools. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean shit, man. They are like, oh that's cool, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Enjoy the debt. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> so while you were there, man, then getting that experience, I mean I you know, I, I talk about this with actors all the time. When you're when you're in college, you, you just don't know how young you are. You you think because you're moving and you're becoming an adult, like you're, you're oh, I'm 18, I'm moving, I'm leaving the home, I'm, a, you know, but you just don't know. So like, you know, for me, when I went to NYU, a lot of things happened, and I wasn't that serious about my acting. When you got there, being ambivalent about even doing acting versus musical theater what how did it start to open up his way to being like oh I, I i do love acting i just had some great teachers who like got me thinking about it in like a deep like deeply conceptual way like the pro the program out there like i had a couple really really great teachers who like just were like this is not just uh you getting up and like kind of clowning around like this is they, they just took it very seriously and they opened my my mind to all these different ways of thinking about it and i just it just it just clicked i don't know there were a couple there were a couple of teachers i had who talked about i had like a directing class that where they talked about like you know ways in which you could possibly start to think about conceptually staging shows and that really got me like going holy shit and then just thinking about plays and and film i'm sorry plays and theater on this like whole other level i i, I don't know it's something just clicked and it just it, it just fit and i was like this is this just makes sense to me i spe- i feel like i speak this language yeah you know, in terms of like what shows and how to talk about shows like you know i don't know it just something made sense i i, I can't explain it any other way than that really i guess no, man, that, that beautifully summarizes it. And that kind of brings me to my question that I asked you earlier at high school, you know, with New York being so close in proximity, did you ever, as you started to love it more and have the inclination to like, maybe I could get some auditions while I'm here or did that not enter your mind? Yeah, the, I didn't start um, doing that until like maybe my senior year but that was because i had a couple of professors who i who i knew who had like small little theater companies in the city so i didn't i didn't start doing the audition thing uh till till after i was till after i was done and and again i just didn't know anything about it and at that point i was really just focused on getting better and getting good. I, and I just didn't, I just didn't, and I didn't know anything really about it. You know, a lot of yeah. schools, they don't really talk about the industry in that no, way. Not at all. They're so like, you're, you're I, lucky yeah. to be here. Go be somebody. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's going to so, be hard. And then you just go out there and tail between your legs. You, you mentioned that theater companies, but was there a showcase built in for you guys or? There was a showcase, but it, but at that time it was not, it was nothing. And, and I got really lucky because one of the people who directed out in Louisville, uh, used to run the apprentice program at the actors theater of Louisville. And that's actually where my career kind of, well, actually that is where my career like took a step up and kind of, I was able to find representation because she recommended me to that program and then I got into the program and then I spent a year there and they do a showcase that's actually incredible where they have the Humana Festival, which I don't know if you're familiar with Humana. You know, it's like this, this big, huge theater festival. You know, every single year they have like seven new plays. Wow. And they, they brought we, – we raised money all year long and we actually brought down I think like 10 to 15 industry professionals – and had them come down there for a weekend and spend time with us and see our showcase. Incredible, man. Yeah, dude, without that, I would never have that without that. I would never have had a career. I mean, at least it would have taken me a lot longer to have one, but that was definitely the, the thing that set me and like, I got an agent out of that and that sort of helped me take off. You're still with or, or no? 
No, no, he's uh, he's retired since then. But the agent who uh, you know I I got a bunch of my first gigs with working in regional theater to start and my, a couple of my first TV gigs. So, wow. So would, so did you move back to New York after Louisville then to work with this agent? Exactly. exactly. And, they, and, and you were doing some, te- because obviously you got your equity card doing like repertory theater there. Yeah. And so he was able to submit you for like some radical theater auditions and some co-star guest star stuff. Exactly. 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 Yeah. 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 And were you just open to, you know, I'll take whatever comes or were you trying to do film and TV or just like, you just wanted to work? Dude, I just wanted to work. And the thing that the door that was open for me immediately was regional theater. So I probably worked, I I probably worked in regional theater exclusively for about five years. Like I, and I was barely in New York. And uh, again, that was a great way. I really, I learned how to act and you know get better even in the regions and that was kind of the beautiful thing about it i got to do these plays and the stakes were high but at the end of the day nobody was i wasn't gonna you know my career wasn't gonna end if the production was bad so i I got professional experience and i learned a lot um and then ultimately i i looked around at you know some of the people you know who i really admired and respected uh you know who were maybe a little bit older than i was and i was like they're just making an effort to stay in new york yeah. and and gut it out in that way and i so i i had to say to myself you know there's work out in the regions but i want to do I, I, I really realized I want to do TV and film, so I've got to stop going out of town. And that's when I, I, I don't think I've done a regional show in six years wow. since then. That's incredible, yeah. man. And so then what, what year did that bring you back to New York to focus on film and TV? That was about 20, the end of 2015. I, uh, no, the beginning of 2015. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So that was a great time, you know, Mr. Robot Black. I mean, summer's still going. The deuce. You know what I mean. So yep. when when you came back, then you know, because I'm you know doing the co-star guest star circuit myself now. So much of that, you know, unfortunately, is all viewers listening that are actors know. Sadly, and maybe beneficially, depending upon how you look at, we're in a we're in a self tape world. But you know, usually when you got to go to auditions, it was a chance for casting people to finally just get to know you. You know, even if it was for five seconds. So when you came back, were you just doing a lot of auditions and getting to meet people, or did they already kind of know who you were from either Long Island or this agent? You know, yeah, Fine, man. That's that, a that, long question. Sorry. No, it's a <laughs> it's a good it's a good question, a really good question. Yeah, I I think like. <laughs> Uh, there were casting directors like you talk talk about boardwalk and fire which is a show i actually auditioned for like probably you know three or four times and i swear it probably meredith tucker right yeah 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 and it probably i think i probably auditioned for that show maybe once or her, her maybe like once a year and i swear it took her about three or four times to start remembering me which was a good thing like yeah. like it, it was like i i i i I had to kind of like, it took time for like to make an impact on casting directors. And it took time like for them to really start remembering me and like being like, Oh yeah, you've been in here before. Like, I remember you, 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 okay. So now you're, you're starting to like take my notes. Maybe now you're getting a little, you're getting the hang of this a little bit. And that was universal. I mean, like I definitely was not a person who came in and just like, blew people away immediately it took me time to build that sort of uh uh awareness from casting directors and even now i'm i still you know six years after the one we're talking about i still feel like i'm i'm doing that it's just repetition and people seeing consistency over and over again and then they start to go oh oh yeah you've been in here a bunch of times and you're always prepared and okay, I think you're getting the hang of this. You know what I mean? Does that make yeah, sense? A hundred percent, man. I'm, I'm in the same boat right now, man. That's, that's awesome. So how long was it until you booked your first co-star guest star between coming back in 2015 before you got the, the first line or, you know, what, what, whatever it was. Yeah. I, I mean the first, like, um, I think like 20, 2015, it was probably about a year or so from when I like decided I'm going to stay in New York. And I think that the first get the first guest star I got was probably about a year and a half after that. And it was like a one, one scene guest star spot on elementary, which is like, 
you know, Mark Sachs, God bless him. Like yeah. the guy just when he's one of those ones, like you, you just go in and you do a good job. And by good job, I mean like you're prepared, you take it seriously and he will just keep bringing you in and keep like trying to gut it out for you and like try to find something for you over time, you know? So uh, that, that, but that took about a year, year and a half after I decided to come back. And that's with like probably two or three years of me auditioning intermittently before that, you know, cause when I was in town, I'd go in and audition, but that was way more sporadic since I was gone so much. And because of the gigs that you had at the regional theaters, were you even doing self tapes or you couldn't because it was conflicting with the productions? No. So I don't, it's, it's funny self tapes. I don't even remember them being like a thing for TV and film back then. Wow. Like I felt like if you were out of town, you were out of town, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know how that goes, man. That's so funny. That's amazing though. Yeah. That's, that's great though, man. And so then when you were doing that year and a half, like if you don't mind, you know, cause so much of this is about the journey. What were you doing survival wise? Dude, I worked at a hotel. Uh, I was a bellman. Can you shout uh, out which my- one? Oh, uh, the Marcel at Gramercy. Oh, nice. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> you do? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I used to be the, 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 the bellman there. And then, you know, I've done stuff like I've worked in like, you know, real estate administration. Uh, like that's like uh, doing administrative work, like for real estate agents, stuff like that. So I, I, I'm very much like an odd job kind of person. So you didn't have to do hospitality. No, I, well, I mean, I did the, I did I, being a bellman. It was like, I didn't have, to I guess that is. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, but not really. Cause it's just, I opened the, I stood on my feet, opened the door for eight hours. So like, I didn't have to do like a lot of like, you know, uh, I'd service like, yeah. Balancing yeah. drinks and not spilling exactly. them on rich people. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's awesome, man. So, I mean, how about that? Was that even a cool networking experience? Cause like Gramercy's Gramercy, man. Did you meet anyone cool? You know, dude, I loved the guys who worked at the door. It, it was actually a, well, it's, it's like a nightclub. I don't know if it's still even the case anymore, but it's like a nightclub downstairs. Yeah. It used to be, it was like polar, right? <laughs> yeah. dude. That's exactly yeah. I used polar. to be, I used to be the douchebag promoter at polar. Get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, they got that little like LED fireplace in the lobby and then you go down the no, side. Set. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. no. Dude, I, so I love I love working there. I love the dudes who worked at the door. Um I've uh, stayed at hotel on hotel tonight, shout out many times. <laughs> get out of here, yeah. man. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh yeah, man. I actually used to trade that job with a buddy of mine who was also an actor. So like when I would when I when I would go out of town, a lot of times he'd come back from a gig and he'd take that job. He'd take the Bellman job. So we actually kind of swapped it. Oh, and they were cool with that? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. cool, man. Dude, it was great, man. Yeah, polar that. That throws me back. I remember one time some guy just paid me like a hundred dollars to make sure his car didn't get towed. Like that was no the vibe. Way. I was like, yeah. Yeah, it was like, I was like, make sure nobody takes this car. I was like, you're good, man. Did he, did he illegally park even or? Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. Yes. All right. Cool. Cool. Well, you deserve that money, man. Maybe double. Thanks, man. Well, uh, Thank you. that's amazing, dude. That's, that's probably really funny. If he's watching the show, he's like, Oh yeah. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> so then, you know, you, you get Mark Sachs, you get that, man. And then what what was the what was the next one? Was that Shades of Blue? Shades of Blue was, I think, right like right around that time as well. And yeah, that was that was a that was a really fun one because like it was the first episode of the whole of the whole show. It was like the pilot. And so I got to go to like a table read and like with the whole cast and stuff. Which and was that was like, like the last time they had really big movie stars on like net, like J-Lo and Ray Liotta I know. on network television. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. That, so that was, that was definitely mind blowing. Like I, I really, I had a blast on that one. There was just so much buildup for it. Cause it was like the first episode of it. So, and I, that, and, and I was like kind of in and out of, I wasn't in the whole episode, but I was kind of in and out of that episode. So, uh, I mean, that was, that, that for me was, was every time, every job, I mean, you're like, holy, holy shit. Like, thank God I'm working. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that yeah. one was particularly, was, uh, was, a uh, a very fun one for sure. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And, and I'm so jealous you can grow a beard and, and you, you cut your hair because you're, you're a character actor and, and it's amazing, man. And you can really, you mean everything you change and it just like, 
you know, pretty sure to limitless. It's just like, you know, what it even just a little bit, it's just amazing how different it changes you. So I'm curious, oh, you know, you. you know, it's so, you know, one of the things I talk about in this podcast is like, you know, we're lucky enough to get any part, but to be remembered from not the biggest part is like the, the coup of, of great acting. And, and you're great. You're incredible at that, man. And now you're obviously getting the roles you deserve, but like for you and for the actors listening audition wise and, 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 and building a character, even though when it may be a co-star or guest star, like what was your process like, or is it like, or. That's a good question. Oh man. I mean, I think that, ah, I think that for me, in terms of just how I always thought about it was like, I, I, I just always thought about how the story needs to be served. Like how can I, I especially with co-stars and guest stars, like knowing in a, in a sense, like it's not my, it's not my story, yeah. which kind of opened up this whole lane of like, uh, of what I knew I kind of had to build and create in order to make the story, uh, you know, happen. So I, I, I've always just, I, I haven't, I, that's typically how I think about it. It's like, how do I fit? Like, h- how do I kind of be the role player here and do the like utility, utility job and just fill this role out as much as I possibly can and try to make it as you know dynamic as I possibly can. Um, that's really for me, like how I kind of uh, approach everything. I very much look at the whole picture and then go, where do I, how do I fit into this? What's the story and how do I make the story itself better? And it all kind of comes through that. And, and, and and did you, um, did you ever work with a coach or do you ever? Um, I, no, I not, not because I, well, that's actually not true. Anytime I've gone in for something, there's, there's a great coach who's a, a really good friend of mine named Andrea Siri. Oh, and anytime, I've heard of her. Tell, tell me she's, more. She's, she's amazing. She's, she's like, uh, uh, she's an onset coach and she, she, uh, she's an incredible actress and, um, coaches a bunch of like, uh, some, some, uh, some friends of mine who are really good, but I always use her anytime I have to play somebody who's like a real person like mm-hmm. i've had to audition for like uh charles manson and that for me for is like tarantino to... or for something for uh, uh mind for hunter, hunter. Uh, yeah got it yeah, got yeah. It. but if the same so... guy played it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> that guy corners the fucking yeah, yeah 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 uh no but anytime i have to guys i've had to do that a few times where i have to go in and play somebody who's like real and, and I always need a sort of uh, a second eye on that because that to me is the hardest challenge because I like I like to really try as best I can. And I don't know if it's always successful, but I try to, to take an authentic approach to my work. So like to, to kind of fit into this mold of like being like a real life person, it puts me in this kind of uncomfortable place where I'm like, can you tell me if this is half decent because i feel like it looks so fake yeah. you know because you kind of have to almost do a level of impersonation so yeah. that's really when i go to a coach is like i i have no sense of what's going on in this and i really need you to guide me uh guide that's me beautiful, here man that's awesome and and then you start you did a couple like you did playwrights and a few broadway things as well right I did like a, I did, I've done a lot of off Broadway stuff and I did like a Broadway lab, like of a, of a, of a musical. Um, interestingly enough, uh, but all comes full circle. It all comes full circle, man. Yeah. Yeah. That was a trip (laughs) for sure. That's awesome, dude. And then as you started racking up these credits, you know, did you then begin to, you know, obviously I I know your manager, Bernard, you know, like did, did that, did you ever have to do the, the one-on-one grind or like, how did, how did Bernard come into play? Well, uh, I, like I said, I had an agent who got me, uh, a, a gig out at Berkeley rep doing a, a new play. And Bernard had a client in that show and Bernard being the great manager and an involved manager that Bernard is came all the way out to Berkeley to see the show. Yeah. Uh, and so that's how I met Bernard. Bernard saw this play and we met through that and, uh, started working together. And that's been, geez, that was 2000 and like 12 or 13. So that's been like eight years that we've been working together. So, and, and, and with Bernard, I mean, I, I've just been lucky. Like we've, you know, we've gone, we've had like, you know, 
a, a long time together at this point. And it's just, I've been fortunate in that it's worked out so, so beautifully. He's just very supportive and has always like had a, you know, been very uh, collaborative and always, you know, is, uh, invested in, in what I'm doing and, and excited about it. So I've been lucky in that way. Bernard's been a blessing, but not every, I'm, I'm very aware that not every act fortunate enough, especially with managers to have that kind of like, yeah, so hard to find, man. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful though, man. You know, it's good for you. And, and as you were, you know, starting to build these credits, then were you able to stop doing the, the day jobs? Well, uh, yes and no. Uh, I mean, I, I still teach. I mean, I teach at the university level. Oh, still, I mean, I where, where, the, where at? Yeah. Well, I teach at LIU now, my alumni. And then I also teach at, uh, uh, New York conservatory for the dramatic arts. Awesome. Um, and, and so I, I, I started doing that, um, mainly because I was like, I have this acting thing. I, it's just too unpredictable. And the opportunity kind of fell in my lap to start teaching. Uh, and I was like, let me just do this. And I have to say, it's been, it's been a blessing because I, anytime I'm not, I teach acting for TV, like basic acting. I teach auditioning, you know, um, at the university level. And it's just me throughout COVID has kept me fully engaged in acting, talking yeah. about acting, like being in the lab, like working with actors. Like I very much use it as an opportunity to teach and also to sort of, you know, explore for my own work as well. It's like a, very much a lab for me. So I kind of see it as this thing, like I don't think I ever want to stop doing it. Like it's a, it's my version of class to a degree. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 and I very much enjoy it. So I, I've just, uh, uh, I, I maintained that job and I probably, no matter what happens, will try everything I can to maintain that job. That's so beautiful. I, I love that, man. I just had Coleman Domingo on, who's is also a teacher, you know? And yeah. He, oh yeah. 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 Great dude, man. Um, but that's so beautiful, brother. Talk to me. Was that, was that tough transitioning to the digital space teaching this, you know, for all the actors listening? Cause like, we're all, you know, doing self tapes digitally now. So like, you know, any words of wisdom you might have for those listening in terms of, uh, uh, like, Classes yeah, like yeah doing classes in the digital space it's just hot you know it just doesn't feel the same as is the in-person thing you know it's not it's not the same and i think that like that's okay i i i was fortunate and well, fortunate uh it was a struggle but we were in person actually for most most of the year which oh you crazy. were yeah man. oh yeah. wow <laughs> which uh back in september sounded like a psychotic idea um so, uh, I, but it was a little bit of a hybrid. Like I would have, if I had a class, I would have half of them in person, half of them on zoom at the same time. They got to so, choose. Uh, well, they had this, they did like, they did like we did with our, our parents, man. They would like switch every week. One week uh, they'd be at home and one week they'd be, they'd be in the classroom. Oh, and, is and it they, young adults then you're teaching? Yeah. College. Yeah. Like, Oh, okay. Level. Got it. Got it. Awesome. Okay. Cool. So, um, they, uh, uh, it, it was, it was always harder with the kids on zoom. I have to tell you because it's just, you're, it's easy to get distracted, man. You got your computer, you got like, yeah. your, you got the mute your button. You can check yeah, the video. Exactly. On. Yeah. <laughs> you can like go grab a drink. Like I, I, I my advice is like, uh, you know, go easy on yourself with it. Like don't judge yourself too harshly with it because it's, it's, it's almost asking the impossible. And like, I think it's a beautiful thing. We're all trying to, continue to learn and make it happen on zoom. But, um, I think the worst thing is like people get down on themselves. Like, why am I not into this class? Or like, why am I not, you know, feel like I'm, I'm like, you know, static or not growing. That's not, that's, that's the medium. And that's been the really hard part about this whole situation. And I hope people are forgiven forgiving of themselves if they feel that way yeah you're not unmotivated yeah exactly man it's so beautifully put and thank you for sharing that and that's awesome so man as as you know you built this incredible roster of credits talk to me you know we're skipping a little bit but you know how did how did mayor of easttown come your way obviously av kaufman incredible casting director was that a project you you know obviously you know follow the trades and were aware of and sought out or did it just come your way you know talk to me about the journey of that 
AD has been somebody uh, who has, like I was sort of saying earlier, somebody who I've just built a relationship going in for over the years. Like she cast me in a very small role in a, in a feature film, like maybe in 2000, around 2014, around that time. And then it was like probably a few years between when I, you know, booked with her, uh, you know, maybe like another tiny, like a very tiny little role in another movie. And I, I think it's just, she's been one of those people who I feel like has been bringing me in, watching me kind of like figure this out and has like very much curated the growth in a lot of ways. There were times I didn't see her for like a year, two yeah. years even wow. going for her. And then over the last couple of years, as I've gotten a little bit older and maybe aged into more of the stuff that she's done, you know, she's just, um, she's just been bringing me in. And this was another example. Like this took time to cultivate this relationship. And then Bernard, uh, uh, and you know, my agent, uh, Remy, they sent me this audition and for I just, Billy for Billy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. For Billy. And I, you know, did the audition and in person uh, or self tape in person, not nice. in person. Awesome. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is before this is, this is like, September of 2019. So this was like right before COVID existed, but yeah, it was, it was just in person and it was just, it was just one audition, which is honestly insane when I think about it. Like Wait, one about, and you booked it. Yeah. Just one, oh, just one wow. audition. When it, which is crazy when I think of the times that I, I mean, shades of was, blue. Was, I it, was it a pilot or ordered to series right away? It was, it was ordered to series right away. Oh, wow. What a huge yeah. win, dude. Wow. It, 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 it's, it's, it's a weird thing where sometimes it goes that way. Cause like, I'm telling you, like shades of blue, I auditioned for it like four times, you know, and I've auditioned for stuff so many more times that it just like, and then didn't get it. You know what yeah. I mean? So it was, it was kind of shocking. Um, but I think a big part of it was like, uh, Joe Tippett who plays my brother, I think was cast ahead of me. Yeah. So I think that that kind of narrowed the field of like, who could play this guy's brother? Because they had a look alike. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that I think helped. Like if Joe hadn't have been cast, I have no idea if I would have actually been cast. Like he was the piece that came into place first. Did you know him beforehand? Didn't, didn't know Joe at all. Yeah. Wow, so beautiful, man. That's uh, congratulations, dude. That's Thanks, like dude. <laughs> hole in one, man. You never hear about that, man. I know. I, know, I think, I know. I think <laughs> that's actually a first for this podcast. Congratulations. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. 152 episodes in, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> so were, you, were you, uh, were you over the moon? Obviously when that happened, you know, I mean, well, Kate Winslet, you know, my friend, I'm friends with Sosie Bacon. Oh, cool, uh, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 She's amazing. Uh, um, you know, man, that's, I, I know Evan a little bit, man. That's, that's, yeah. Is that, Jim means what a, I mean, in some of the best New York actors, it, it, one could ever dream of all in one cast. Yeah, dude. Well, I, I didn't know anything about the part when I auditioned. That's the weird thing. Is like, oh, was it like they, NDA secret project? Like Marvel yeah, style? Dude, they, they gave me a different scene. They like, gave me both oh, sides. Movie. Yeah. And they gave me one side from a different character uh, in the show. And so when I got the script for the first time, I only got, I got up to episode six. And I, so I read it for the first time being like, you know, I didn't know what it was, dude. I seriously was like, I might honestly just be like in the background, like, Hey mayor, like, yeah. can I grab you like a cup of coffee here? You know what I mean? The whole time. Yeah. So when I read it for the first time after I'd gotten the part, I was like, Oh shit. Like this, like I'm in the show, like, you know, so it was, yeah. it was, it was, it was, it was shocking in, in that way too. But yeah, they kept it real tight to close to, uh, close to the chest. I didn't even know what happened in episode seven till about a month after I got cast. Wow. So, um, which, yeah. Which aired last night, you know? Oh, it airs tonight, dude. Well, uh, this comes out tomorrow. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Edit that out. Edit that out. Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be with 51 all right i'll edit that yeah so, so it, it aired tonight wow what an ending man how, how, how is... <laughs> i 
Oh man, love keeping it live here on an actor dispense. <laughs> I might just keep this in, but yeah, all right. So I recorded it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome, dude. So you know, it obviously it's going to be incredible, and, and the world is very excited, man. You know, and I'm six was. I mean, we learned a lot about you, man, and heavy episode. You know, and uh, talk to me about. You know, it's you, you're so lucky sometimes to get the scripts beforehand and, and knowing Billy's journey when he found out you were playing him. Did you, you know, start to really do the work and figure it out? Like, you know, because I imagine you guys probably didn't shoot in order, obviously, right? We didn't, no. Um, and the the thing about it with this one in particular is what what was new to me in terms of being at this level was like, you don't really get rehearsal. You don't get to really talk to the creative team, but like ever. And this, this was completely different. Um, like I went to, uh, Philly, like in October, we were set to start shooting in November and it was just me and a few, like maybe two or three of the other cast members, including Kate. And we just went down to Philly and like spent a day just talking about, these characters and talking about the show specifically and like our specific track. And that was a different thing for me uh, because I was so used to being out in the dark, like coming in for a day being like, I hope I kind of do this right. Like yeah. maybe is this what you guys want? Um, so was that I, over? I, I mean, got, obviously I know you worked with Ray Liotta and so many, you know, so many other legends, but you know, working with Kate, was that, was that gnarly, you know, having that experience? I mean, obviously dude, she is, so next level in terms of, I mean, everything, I mean, it's, you, you meet some people and you just are like, uh, you, you were, I've seen her work obviously throughout the years and I've always thought she was brilliant. And then you meet people and you're like, I see why you're brilliant. Like, it's yeah. not just, you're not, it's not just like, it's not just like accident. It's not just like by chance, she is a brilliant person and, and like just a, a genuinely good kind, like thoughtful smart person so uh it it was it's something i will you know never uh forget and i I will draw upon that experience working with her in everything that i do going forward because she's she's special for a reason and did you guys get to rehearse or at least do reads you know you yeah 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 awesome yeah, we talked, we talked a lot about like, you know, she was always down for that. And that's one of the things that is, I think, unique about, about her. Uh, she wants to talk about it. She's, yeah, got, she had a she's a movie star fun. and an actress exactly. and, and you never get both. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. She carried around this binder. I'm not kidding. It was like about, you know, like 12 inches thick. It was just like all of her book work. She'd carry it, you know, in every scene she'd flip. She had her dialect work. She had her like, she, she, I've never seen anybody with that much book work in my life. Wow. It was amazing. I love yeah. that, man. And that, yeah. that must've really inspired you, you know, and, and obviously being in a scene with someone like that, just being with any good actor elevates your game. You know, you're like, Oh, this motherfucker. All yeah. right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so, I mean, was it, was it, you know, cause you guys got shut down from the pandemic, right? Yes, we did. How yes, far we along did. were you? We had about two months left to shoot. Like my, my entire, almost my entire, like almost everything in episode six and part of episode, no, all of episode two for me was not done before the pandemic. Wow. So it was like, yeah, so it was, but it really, well, first of all, coming back, the production was amazing. Like HBO deserves and the production team, like the producers, everybody, the drivers, everybody deserves like a gold medal for making that thing happen. Cause I think we were on the only productions in, in Philadelphia. There were a few going on. We were the only one that did not get shut down ever. Like the, the, the way people came together on that, like just, you know, the testing system was so next level in terms of making sure that thing got completed. Um, so it, 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 and it was, uh, it was a challenge. I mean, like a lot of it too, like I was on set with people and I hadn't talked to another human really in like yeah. six months and suddenly you're thrust into this environment. So there's a lot of social, you know, cues you're not picking up on and, you know, ways in which you're talking, you're like, you're like a very raw person. But I mean, I'm, I'm one of the luckiest people because I had that to hang on to during COVID. Like I knew we were going to come back 
well, not for sure. I, there was a point where I was like, we might not finish this, but I had that during COVID and a lot of people didn't. And I was very aware of how fortunate I was to have something like, okay, I have something I can go back to. That yeah. You had a lighthouse some- that you, you, you knew one day you'd get to sail home, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so that, that was very fortunate for well, me. You, I'm very aware of that. That's you, you're incredible, man. And, 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 you know, for those that aren't familiar, you know, and I apologize to the actors that listening are, you know, on a show like that, you know, on, on episodics, you shoot, you know, an episode and then you get the next script and then you shoot that episode, you know, seven to 10 or two weeks, but on a series like this, you know, in Peaky Blinders, you get all the scripts beforehand and you shoot out of order. So for your character, obviously, you know, spoiler alert for, we've already, you know, knowing where he ends up and shooting out of order how did you, Robbie, and as an actor, always make the conscious effort to not play the end at the beginning? Which I know is just a, a very obvious question, but you, it, it would be so hard, I think, sometimes just to keep track of like, okay, we're here in this scene. I don't know this yet, and they don't know that, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, no, that, dude, that's a great question. I think, I think, I think I was really nervous about that for exactly the reason you're 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 pointing you're you're like pointing out i i think it actually played to my to my benefit because it helped kind of pull away from one of my weaknesses i think as an actor which is like i i tend to over over prepare to the point where i'm like working way too hard yeah like i tend to and, and like in my work can like i think at times look like i'm doing way too much work I'm acting a little bit too much in this. And so I think it just kind of forced me to be like, this is all that's happening in this scene. This is all it's about. I'm not going to worry about what's going on in episode six. I'm not going to worry what's going on in episode three, whatever moment this moment is like, that's all that matters. I'm not going to worry about playing anything else. And in some, in some senses, it, it forced me to be more present in every scene. Yeah. Cause I just had to be right there. I couldn't, hang on to what had just happened in the last scene or, you know, uh, uh, that's, that's the best way I can describe how, but it is terrifying. You're like, I hope this makes sense. with what I did in episode three, you know what I mean? And and, Um, I mean, obviously six is, is, you know, such a wild episode for you. Talk to me, you know, coming from the pandemic and all this global darkness, was it like, you know, kind of serendipitous in a way that you got to, to use it, you know, like, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he's so alone. You know what I mean? I know, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, I look at myself in that episode and, 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 uh, there was not like a lot of makeup on me and I look like shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I put on 40 pounds. Dude. Hey, was yeah, COVID, man. man. Yeah. 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 Dude. So I, I had a lot of that emotional, fuel um and and also i think too i had my perspective uh changed drastically in those six months just about life i mean for all of us it did and i think that if i had done that those scenes probably six months earlier i would have been really tight and i would have been really like nervous and scared like i was gonna blow it but after six months of covid and seeing how easily everything could fall apart i was like in this feeling of like knowing how quickly it could all end yeah. i was like this this may be it this yeah. may be it for me like i know life's gonna start up again people say but at that point it was like this may be the last time i get to act like yeah. ever so i kind of was like whatever i'm just gonna i'm just gonna do my thing and kind of let the, let go of the fear a little bit and enjoy maybe the last possibly the last time i get a chance to act because we never know i mean even in normal times that's I, I, something I've taken away from this whole thing is like, really don't take anything for granted. Yeah. Like just don't take it for granted because you don't, you, we just don't know what the hell is going to happen. <laughs> we really don't. I know, man. Well, you know, talk to me, you know, what is it, is it, is it been, you know, cause obviously the, the hardest part about being an actor is like doing the job and letting go. And especially if it's film or TV, it could be a year, two, four years before you see the thing. So like, now finally having it in the in 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 the ether man and taking off in the way it has in the zeitgeist you know that must be so exciting for you and for all that's to come for your future i imagine your phone is ringing 
my definitely like my my friends my family i have heard from like and actually people i haven't heard from in years like that's been the most fun part about it is like there's been a lot of reconnecting with people that i just hadn't talked to in years and like it's been fun to, to see people who like, like we to loop it back to the beginning of the conversation, like in the seventh, eighth grade, I think looked at me and were like, you're not going to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, and now you're, yeah, yeah. you're killing it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, but it's unexpected. Like I said, the, I just, it's just completely unexpected. I, yeah. I just didn't think it was gonna, so it's, it's surreal, but I, again, I'm, I, I don't expect for anything to come out of it. I'm not holding, I'm not looking at it in that way. Like this has been fun and it's been great. I've loved every second of it, but I know this business well enough to know that like, I'm going to have to grind it out. I am grinding it out still grinding out tomorrow, you know, going to have to go in an audition, like still prove myself. So I'm enjoying the moment, but not like in any sense, my feet are very much on the ground about it. Well, like, I, I appreciate I, the humility, man. I mean, it's, an, it's an imperative and that's, that's what's going to lead to your continued success, brother. You know what I mean? It's, it's the motherfuckers that get trapped up in the, the, the self-obsession and the glory of it all that, that lose sight of the, of the beauty of the work and the magic and just getting the chance to do what we love for a living. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's true. Just, just to work. I mean, like at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. Like, I think we all, we all just want to work. Like we yeah. want to do the thing we love to do. Um, that's really all that matters. And if people enjoy it, that's a huge blessing, but we always want to work. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to, trying to find the work myself, man, on that audition. Yeah. Guard. So it's, it's awesome, man. And I love that dude. And, and dude, I'm so proud of you, man. And Thanks, amazing man. things are come. And, and, and final few questions, man, I know you sort of just answered one because you, you did have mayor, but during the pandemic, you know, for the other actors listening that didn't have hope that some didn't have an agent or manager yet. And some didn't have a relationship like, what kept you inspired outside of knowing you had mayor hopefully to come back to what kept you going? I think, I think that, um, well, for a while there, it was definitely like, I don't, I have no inspiration. I think we were all just like in panicking. Right. And yeah. so that was like a huge part of the first few months. Like I just didn't feel creative. I didn't feel artistic. Um, and I think again, just accepting, first of all, that that was okay. was number one. And once I accepted that that was okay, suddenly I was like, I, I, I have inspiration started to come back in the sense like I have a story to tell, you know, whether it's about like who I am or I just started thinking about like, what, what do I have to say? You know what I mean? I just started focusing less on like the, 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 the things I didn't have control over, like would the industry ever come back? Would I ever act again? And I just re- kind of refocused in like, on writing and thinking about like the stories that were important to me and like how, what I wanted to get better at and, you know, watched a lot of TV and film and just was like, I'm, I'm a big watcher and unlike, and, uh, and, and try to figure out what are people doing that I can take from them yeah. and try to get better. So I just, I just kind of refocused on the things that I loved about it. Um, and that sort of in a, in a, I, I don't know if that's a, a great answer to your question, but that's no, what helped man. me stay inspired and focused on all the things that I could control, which is my love of the thing and yeah. not the shit that was out of our control, you know? And, and to the young, you know, wild Robbie and Ryan's out there still trying to <laughs> figure this thing out and, and, and are interested in this, any words of wisdom to the actors listening? You know, I know it's a, a heavy question, but any, anything helps, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think that a lot of times, like even as an adult now, like a big part of it was, uh, when I was acting out or like when I was like being a wild child and like getting into trouble, I, I wish that I would have had the sort of self-awareness to, to go, why am I, why am I really doing this? Like, what is this really about? Um, and that's not, and, and that's not something that's easy to do as a young person. In fact, it's like one of the hardest things to do as a young person is to like, take a second and, and be self-reflective, but underneath like all the shit that, that I was doing and that I was going through, there was like 
there was a, there was, there was something that I wasn't kind of like dealing with, yeah. you know, wrestling with. And I, all, all, all of those distractions and things that I was getting into trouble for, they were coming out of a place of like, Hey, there's some stuff in your life. You gotta like, you gotta, you gotta like almost, uh, uh, you know, go to therapy for, you know yeah. what I mean? It not, yeah. And maybe not even in the traditional sense, but like your own sense of like, therapy whatever that is for you so i I, if i could give myself any piece of advice and be like hey slow down like what's really going on here you know and to to look at what that what's at the core of all that yeah beautiful man i i can't think of a better way to end robbie tan thank (laughs) you for coming on dude and and thanks right let's do this again next project brother yeah man thank you so much for having me ryan i really enjoy the podcast yeah dude anytime to be continued okay yeah If you like the show, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.